This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello and welcome to episode number 71 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm your host, Will Kistler, and I'm happy to welcome to the show for the first time my good friend Jason. He's got a story from some of his colleagues in law enforcement that starts interesting and ends tragically. This is the story of the bicycle collector. Please enjoy. All right, I'm here with my good buddy Jason, and uh, Jason, welcome to the show. Please say hello. Hey, hey, everybody. And you have a story that you uh, heard from someone else, correct? Yeah, yeah, this was a story that was told to me by a, uh, a colleague of mine um, at a training seminar that we both attended. Does your, uh, I guess, does your profession matter in this? I'm a probation officer. Okay, cool. Well, uh, whenever you are ready, go ahead and and jump in. Okay, to give you a little bit of context uh, for the story, I work as a probation officer, like I said, in a state in the South, and uh, when officers get together, um, they share stories, and most of these stories may or may not be true. Um, most of the ones I've heard, as far as I know, they're not true, but this one I think is true, and that's what I wanted to tell you. Um, <clears throat> so the story goes is that there was a guy who was living in um, Louisville, and he was on parole, and <clears throat> we're required uh, periodically to make sure the guys live where they're you know, saying they're living. So they went by this guy's house, okay. and when they went, to, uh, when they went to the guy's house, um, they noticed there were three or four um, really nice bikes outside of this guy's uh, um, house, sitting or yeah, sitting on their kickstand. Bicycles, when you say bike, right? Yeah, a bicycle, uh, not not like an engine, but you know, just like a two, you know, bicycle. Okay. And so they asked the guy, you know, it's like, hey, what's with the bicycles? You know, because the guy's on parole, and these are really nice bikes, and. Perhaps they're uh, they're stolen. Yeah, I mean, there's always that possibility. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so they're like, "Hey, man, you know what's with the bikes?" And he says, "Yeah, uh, well, he says, you know, to make a little bit of extra money and you know tie up loose ends and you know make a little extra money, I am you know I, I do like a bicycle maintenance mechanics type deal. There's nothing wrong with the bicycles, by the way, from what these laymen could see. So they go to the guy's house." And there's no furniture whatsoever. I mean, the guy's got like, you know, like an outline where a refrigerator should be. (laughs) So so not just no furniture, but like nothing at all. Like nothing in the kitchen, nothing in the bathroom. I mean, there's like cabinets. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a bathroom, but from the way the story's told, there's not even a damn curtain rod. You know what I mean? Or a shower rod. I guess everything that wasn't bolted down is no longer in the house. Yeah, yeah. The stove's gone, everything. But the guy's got like got like a mattress on the floor, and he's got like some clothes there. So hey, you know it's a clean, dry place. He's trying to get back on his feet after being in prison. We're down, you know. Okay. So uh, I guess that that itself not a crime. Yeah, that, that, no, no. I mean, you know, poverty goes along with what we do a lot of times, and so you know they're like just glad this guy could do something, and you know the guy's assuring us that you know he lives there and that everything's going to be taken care of. So, you know, they were required to report. So this guy's reporting like he's supposed to. And 
periodically, like I said, we're required to see where they live. So they go back to the house. Well, this time they go, and there's like 20 or 30 bicycles in the yard. <laughs> yeah. Really nice bikes. Some are children's bikes. You know, there's like tassels and like baskets and <laughs> all these, you know, like horns and shit. And um, so they go in the house, and they're like, okay, show us where you sleep. And so this guy has has like 10 or 12 bicycles in his house. And uh, he and they're like, man, I guess the bicycle repair business is like, you know, exploding in this part of town. And he's like, yeah, man, it's really keeping me busy. <laughs> and the guy, you know, the situation's not changed. You know, there's still no furniture, none of that. But he's still got clothes. He's still got a mattress when they go up the stairs and go into his house. Okay. And I guess he's gone from three bikes to, what, like 30 or 40? Yeah, like 50 at this point. Okay. And, and but you know, it, he lives next to an apartment complex, you know, um, and so they're not thinking anything of it because, you know, there's no suspicion. The guy's been, the guy's been clean, meaning that, you know, he's not using any drugs or alcohol that they've known of. He's coming in. He's acting right. He's got no new charges, you know, nothing from the police calling. Okay, so everything else is checking out for this guy. Yeah, yeah, everything else is going great for this guy. So some time passes, and um, the guy's officer gets a phone call from the, you know, the local police department. They're like, hey, do you supervise so-and-so? And, my, you know, the officer's like, yeah, 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 I supervise the guy. He's like, well, we've, we've gotten a couple reports in the last few days that this guy has been, like, chasing down people on bikes and, like, bike jacking them. I, mean, <laughs> is that, I don't even know if that's a word, but, like, pretty much this guy's, like, sucker punch them and taking their bikes. Okay. And so they're, at this point, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Things are starting to fit. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, well, you know, we, we have information. And so, they, you know, they shared information with local law enforcement. It's like, dude's got, like, 50 bikes. And this is definitely a problem. Right. And the guy doesn't have a violent history. He's on, you know, he's on a parole for after serving time on like cold checks. You know what I mean? Like for writing okay. that check. So they're they're like, oh, this doesn't, you know, this is weird because the bikes fit and everything. So they they get with the police and they go and serve the search warrant. The guy's not there, so they force entry. You know, they pretty much kick the guy's door. And at this point, when they go, this guy's behavior has escalated. Um, from what the officer told me is that the bikes are lined up pretty much parallel to one another, but perpendicular to the road. So it's, it's like all these bikes, you know, it's like a terracotta of bicycles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they go up this sidewalk and like, he said there's got to be a hundred bicycles in this guy's front yard. And um, <clears throat> so they kick open this guy's door, they read the search warrant to the house, even though the guy's not there, because law requires that you read the search warrant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, they read the search warrant to the home, and then they start searching for bicycles. Well, after they kick in the door, um, the door only comes open like two or three feet because this guy has so many bicycles in his house, and they're stacked up. Uh, I don't know. Not, they're not like on their kickstand. I mean, like he has laid them on their side. Okay. He's made like a, and he's made a maze of bicycles. <laughs> like from the floor to the roof. This is how many bicycles are in this guy's house at this point. And he's not selling them. I mean, he's just collecting them. So he's not, like, beating up people and taking them and selling them for drugs. He's just beating them up and taking their bicycles and putting them in their house. So they navigate this um, this bicycle maze, and they get to the stairs because that's where he sleeps. So they're afraid that he may be hiding in the closet or whatever. But when they get to the stairs, the stairs are entirely blocked off with bicycles from the bottom stairs to the top of the stairs. Okay. So these officers have have to get back up in order to get the bicycle. 
out enough to get up these guys' stairs. <clears throat> so they take the bicycles up. They finally get upstairs. And what they see at the top of the stairs is the most alarming part of the story, I think. Um, they see an outline of a dog. When I say outline, I don't mean someone drew it. They first see hair. Oh, no. And then they see, like, white fluid and, like, mad into the carpet. And then they see, like, blood and, like, other, you know, and, and, and you know, sinew and stuff. And then in the center of, you know, the, the fur, the white fluid and the blood is a dog skeleton. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, I know, but I, I can believe it. Right. But but the guy's not there, and um, his stuff's still there, but he has a rope, like a knotted rope ladder, going off the backside of his house, like, out of his window. So this guy had, like, made a castle made out of bicycles. And... And, you know, I don't know whatever happened to him, um, you know, but the story usually stops when, the, you know, they tell about the dog. Wow. So I guess the dog couldn't couldn't get out and it, it was just kind of left there, huh? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really morbid, but I can tell you better. I, I can tell you a quick story that's even better than that one. Okay, sure. Hit me. All right. So these guys are uh, serving a search warrant. And um, I forget what the search warrant's for. They, I really never knew. But uh, the story is that this guy's a sex offender in their state. He's, like, having sex with kids or whatever. And so he busts in, and uh, he's, you know, the music's going loud. And they kick open this dude's door, and he's having sex with a uh, cocker spaniel. Oh, no. <laughs> so they made T-shirts that said, we put the cock in cocker spaniel. That is terrible. I know. But... Funny, but funny, but yeah, there's my story, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. Happy to have some yeah, yeah. Uh, some tales of law enforcement on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I have many more that if you ever want to do, we can do. Excellent. We will definitely do that sometime. Thanks again for coming on. All right, man. Talk to you later. And that does it for this week's show. Huge thanks to Jason for sharing that story. We didn't have any feedback this week, but if you'd like to leave some, go to secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, you can comment on the blog and find links to subscribe either through RSS or through iTunes and get the show automatically every week. You'll also find links to our Musician Gummery and the license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. To become a fan on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash secondhandstorytime. And to receive show updates through Twitter, go to twitter.com slash secondhandstory. To write to me directly, the address is will at secondhandstorytime.com. I'd love to hear any feedback you have, and please get in touch if you have a story of your own. Perhaps, like today, you have a story about someone who did something weird where they live. That does it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll have another one next Thursday.